Hello, and welcome to the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Schill, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. And I'm David Averbach, CEO and Publisher. Happy Halloween, everyone. You can see David and I are celebrating the holiday. <laughs> keeping it with Apple. So we are here to cover Apple's announcement. Yes. But keeping with their spooky theme, Don and I, I think this might be our first ever Halloween episode for the record. I know. And I love Halloween. So I'm, I'm happy about it. Yes, I, I do too. <laughs> we actually had a lot of fun this weekend and we are dressed in costume. So if you normally listen to this uh, I suggest going to iphonelife.com slash podcast and watching because we look ridiculous. Well, actually, you look fairly normal. I look ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I kind of phoned it in. I'm just wearing an angel, uh, a little angel headband. David has a much more clever costume. He has a smart cookie. I am a smart Halloween. cookie. Yes. <laughs> Which so, I spent all weekend explaining to people. Everyone goes, "You're a cookie that graduated." If you're if you're listening, <laughs> I have a cookie costume and a graduation cap, which was how I indicated to people my intelligence level. Did people actually say, "Are you a cookie that graduated"? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like they should have been able to figure it out. Well, they maybe were less smart cookies. No, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> uh, so, anyways. It is October 31st, and last night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Apple held a Scary Fast announcement. That was the the theme of it. Um, And they had lots of Halloween and spoons in their announcement. But what we are reporting today on is less that and more on the new M3 chips and the new Macs that they come in. So that's what we're talking about today. The puns were so bad that we had to give a pep talk to our team to like ignore that to cover the announcement because there is some exciting things announced, but it was just hard to get over how cheesy it was. (laughs) Yeah, what was it? It was monstrous, wicked, and scary. Like they just worked that into their description of the new M3 chips in a way that was like really deadpan while describing GPU improvements and it just did not land. Yeah, it didn't. But we are nevertheless happy to be here on Halloween uh, with a special episode for you. Yes. So um, we're just going to, this is going to be a bit of a shorter podcast because we just are going to jump straight into covering what Max Apple came out with, what the new M3 chips mean for you. And we wanted to just kind of help you decide, like, what are the, what are the Macs you should care about if you're in the market for buying a new computer? How does this change things for you? Yeah. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, we got, I believe three computers today, but it kind of depends on how you count. Yeah. (laughs) We got the MacBook Pro 14 inch. We got the MacBook Pro 14 inch with the M3 Pro chip. And we got the new iMac with the M3 chip. So the most important words said out of my mouth were M3. Uh, yeah. We got a few new computers. We'll break it all down. But the most important thing announced today was the, the new M3 chip. You did mention that there's also a 16-inch MacBook Pro. Like you can, so is that where you're saying it depends how you count things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 the, I forgot to mention that, but yes, that we got the, the 14, 16-inch Plus a bonus 14-inch, which I have big feelings about. Yeah, David has very big feelings about. And then we also got an iMac. You mentioned that. I did mention that. Yeah, (laughs) iMac with the M3 chip. Okay, so where should we get started? I think let's start with the M3 chip because I think it's the most important thing. So Apple, to to kind of backpedal here, Apple historically used Intel chips up until a few years ago. Uh, and they made the switch to what they call Apple Silicon, which is basically producing their own chips in-house. And it's also using a different architecture. It's ARM architecture. And with, they released it with the M1 chip. 
the M1 chip, when it came out, people were pretty skeptical because producing computer chips is incredibly difficult. And Intel had an expertise that nobody else in the industry was really able to compete with. Apple really knocked it out of the park with the M1 chips. The, the reviews were incredible uh, in terms of power, but also battery consumption. And so this was the third generation, which is the M3 chip. Yeah, that was such a fun, pleasant surprise because leading up to Apple releasing its own processors, we were, you know, we also were really skeptical and we were hearing a lot like it could really mess up all the way your applications yes. work because it was running a whole different way. But um, my experience getting the M1 MacBook Air is that it was pretty seamless. Like now a lot of apps have actually fully transitioned to like you don't have to have them a special software to adapt them to the M1 chips anymore. Uh, but just overall, like the battery life improvements, the um, not no overheating issue because they don't have fans and they don't overheat. Um, or, well, I guess the MacBook Pro has a fan. It has, I, I think it has like an air system, but I don't believe it's a fan. It's certainly very quiet. I never hear it. Yeah, so it's super quiet. It doesn't overheat. The battery life is amazing. It's really fast. And that's just the M1. And now we're two generations later with the yes. M3. And the reason why we keep saying the M3 is the most important thing, not only because obviously the chip is the most important part of a computer, but a lot of people are saying that the M2 was pretty iterative. So the M2 yeah. was a small improvement from the M1, but the M3 chip is a very large improvement. So it is a large leap forward in processing power. And the reviews we're reading early on, although nobody's tested it, the kind of consensus in the industry is that it's really going to make the new chips, especially the M Pro and M, the M3 Pro and M3 Ultra, top-of-the-line computers competitive to the best, best Windows computers. Uh, in particular, there's a breakthrough in the way they handle GPU, GPU's graphics, pro graphic processing units. So that will be something that is really important for people who do video editing, photo editing, anything uh, that involves the visuals on your computer. Also, one of the things Apple seems to be doing is trying to get more competitive in the gaming space. For years and years, anybody who's who's serious about gaming has always bought a PC. So I think Apple's starting to get competitive in that. One thing um, that I was wondering from this announcement is now the iMac comes with the M3. And yes. it's something at our office we'd been eyeing for our video team when the iMac first came out, but we decided it wasn't really powerful enough. I wonder if now with the M3 chip, if it would be because of the improved GPU. So should we dive in? We can start at iMac. How yeah, about let's that? start on the iMac. Okay. I feel like the iMac's kind of the simplest to get into. Oh, so, nothing is simple when it comes to Apple so, Macs. So uh, the iMac, they're the, you know, colorful desktop computers Apple came out with, I guess that was two years ago with the M1 chip. Yes. And um, it's kind of more affordably priced than some of the other desktop computers. It has a nice big monitor. There's a lot of things that are appealing about it, um, but... Yeah, with the M1 chip, we weren't that confident for the uh, high processing power we needed for the video team, if it would really be enough and if it would be future-proof. So yeah, the the iMac obviously is one of these like computers that just has an incredible legacy. It was the first real hit for Steve Jobs back in the day. We all remember those like neon plastic iMacs. And they're still great because 
they combine everything in one computer. So you have you the, just get one thing. You buy one thing, you get it all. It comes with the keyboard, it comes with the mouse, it comes with the monitor and the computer, and it's a very slim form factor. And it's a very affordable price. Yeah. So there's a lot to love about it. It also, the reason why Donna was saying it was simpler is they had not updated the iMac with an M2 chip. So this is an upgrade from an M1 chip. So it's a pretty large leap forward in processing power. So it's simple in the sense that if you want to, if you want to buy an iMac, this is your obvious choice. The reason why I sighed is this is where we need to get into the different types of M3 chips. And if you are listening to this and your head's spinning, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Apple's fault, I swear. They do not market this well. It's very confusing. We're doing our best. We'll do our best to break it down. But even in breaking it down, we're going to be throwing words out there that are like very jargony. So we'll do our best. But Apple has three levels of each chip. So, okay, we discussed how we have the M1 chip, the M2 chip, and the M3 chip. But within those chips, we have, let's just talk about the M3. We have the M3 chip, we have the M3 Pro chip, and the M3 Max chip. And those chips, in order, are more powerful. In particular, there's a huge leap between the M3 chip and the M3 Pro chip. It has 16 cores as opposed to eight core. Um, and the M3 Max chip is a small step forward from the M3 Pro chip. Okay. okay. You with me so far? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's here... like M1, 2, and 3, those are the generations. And then the base, Pro, and Max of those is like you, how much you can power up those generations. And here's why I'm fixating on it. The iMac comes with an M3 chip, not an M3 Pro chip. So the metaphor that I was using when we were kind of breaking it down is it's almost like the MacBook Air of, la of desktop. Right. It's a very conven convenient computer, but if you care about power, it is not the computer for you. Yeah, it's a bummer that you can't equip it with an M M3 Max or MP3 Pro. Yes, and it's the reason why it gets really confusing is Apple has a Mac Mini, which they sell for $599, so sorry, let's let's step back here. Yeah. The iMac starts at $1299, so about half the price. Uh the we have the Mac Mini, which comes which you can equip with an M2 Pro chip. So it's not an M3 chip, which is a breakthrough in GPU processing, but it is a pro chip. But it's six hundred dollars, but then you have to get the you have to get the monitor and you have to get the keyboard and you have to get the mouse yeah six hundred dollars is deceiving in that way because by the time you outfit it with everything you're likely going to be spending more than the imac yes but you're going to get a pro chip but you're going to get one generation back oh so apple is not making the simple on us <laughs> why do you think apple made the imac just with the m3 so i think i mean it's i i think the metaphor holds for most people, the MacBook Air is the computer for them. If you are not doing video editing, you don't need this much power. Like, yeah. we are getting to a point where these computers are so insanely p powerful that even one generation back is enough for most people. I have, currently, am recording this, on an M1 Pro, and I'm obsessed with it. Like, I do not sit there and think I need a more powerful computer. 
Right. So I think they're trying to appeal to the masses. And I think in a lot of ways they, they hit the sweet spot. Like, I think this is a great computer for most people. I also don't know that I would buy it because I think it's really nice to have a more powerful computer, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Some of it is the future proofing issue. Like, I yeah. think that it would be appealing now, but then once Apple comes out with the next generation of chips and you can get it also with a pro or a max version of it, it just seems like uh, pretty quickly you'd be unsatisfied with the iMac, which is a bummer. Like imagining, for instance, us getting one for our team. Um, like the M3 chip probably been for our video producers would work out okay now, but once there's better options out there, it would be sad to be stuck with it. I tend to just err on the side of buying a more powerful computer for that reason. It lasts yeah. a little longer and it just functions a little better on all things. Yeah. But I think despite that, so I think all of these conversations are going to hinge on how you use computers. Yeah. And if I wanted to have a desktop computer, it would be a good option for me. As you know, an editor, I'm doing a lot of word processing. I do occasional editing of things. I do, you know, I don't use things. I don't game. I don't yes. need. I don't do like graphics processing intensively for work. So actually, that would be a good computer for me. I just happen to like a laptop better. And Donna's the metaphor holds because Donna's sitting here as like yeah. staring at a MacBook Air right now and that loves I love. it. Yeah. So I think if you're somebody who does, let's call it light computing work, which is what most people do, word processing, browsing the web, mm -hmm. this is a, and you want a desktop option, this is a really great computer for you. To me, there's a lot of appeal that it just comes with everything you need. Yeah. Like getting a Mac mini, it's like then you have to pick out your monitor and you have to pick out your keyboard and, you know, there's all these decisions to make within that. And with the iMac, it's also, it's 24 inches and it's a retina display, 4.5K. It's like, that's... And really nice. Monitors are expensive and it's hard to find nice ones. Uh, and this is a nice one. Apple has very nice monitors. So, for example, Apple sells a studio monitor that you can buy and attach uh, to your laptop. And I believe it's about $1,500. So this computer comes with a very nice monitor, a 4K monitor for $1,299. So it's a great computer if you want a desktop computer and you do light computing work. Yeah. I think that wraps up our iMac our take I on the iMac. I think so. <laughs> I hope we made it more clear and not less clear. Yeah. <laughs> Here's hoping. So moving on to the MacBook Pros, this is an interesting conversation because Apple came out with this base level MacBook Pro as part of their announcement today that has an M3 chip. It's 14 inches. Um, and it costs, remind me. I have it right here. It's $1599. So okay. the three computers, the three laptops that came out today were MacBook Pro with the M3 chip for $1599, MacBook Pro with the M3 Pro chip for $1999, and MacBook Pro 16 inch with the M3 Pro chip for $2499. And here I promised you guys big feelings. Here are my big feelings. Mm -hmm. I do not believe, I think Apple really muddied the water with this MacBook Pro 14-inch M3 chip. So they have a 14-inch M3 chip and a 14-inch M3 Pro chip. And I don't think anybody should consider buying this M3 MacBook Pro because we have a MacBook Air that starts at $1,000, 1099 that's a great computer that cost 
$1,099 as opposed to $1,599. So if you're somebody, it's just one of those computers that is, they're just making the wrong compromises, in my opinion. If you're somebody that cares about processing power, you should definitely be buying the Pro chip. If you're somebody who doesn't care about processing power, the MacBook Air is the computer for you. Um, and it's weird, too, because they split the difference with the Air. The MacBook Air is a 13-inch and a 15-inch, and this is a 14-inch. That's like, I don't know what they're doing with this computer. It is weird. Like, I would rather have the 15-inch version. Mm-hmm. And so that in that way, I'd rather go for the MacBook Air. Um, it also has, like, it starts at, with only 8 gigabytes of RAM, which yeah. is pretty bad which is not enough yeah um so yeah at first i was like oh that's nice an entry-level macbook pro because like you know we just talked about my use for computer maybe that would be a good choice for me but after talking to you i do think why wouldn't i get the 15 inch macbook air with the m2 pro or something like that yeah you know exactly um and it has uh, also it has the 1080p facetime camera already in the air like mm-hmm. so i'm i'm not really seeing anything that i would get that would be better it is a little frustrating that they came out with an m3 chip for this computer whereas the airs only have an m2 chip so that's what they're trying to get you on and it is a large improvement like we said yeah but honestly if you were trying to buy an air right like if you're thinking of buying an apple based computer right now i hate to say this but you should probably wait till the spring and i m- my guess is Apple will release a MacBook Air with an M3 chip this spring. Think? I would bet good money on it. Yeah, I mean, and that might be that might be the one I would be waiting for. Yeah, I hate sitting here telling people not to buy anything in these <laughs> coverages, but uh, if you want a base level, then that's the computer for you. That being said, I want to take another minute to tell you guys how obsessed I am with my computer. So <laughs> I have the MacBook Pro, and it's just an amazing computer. The downside of it is two things. Number one, the obvious, obvious downside is it's really expensive. So I have the 16 yeah. inch, so it starts at $24.99. And then if you're spending that much, you probably want to upgrade the RAM uh, and things like that. So it gets really expensive. But the other downside is that it's a pretty it's big. big, bulky computer. It is like a laptop re- or a desktop replacement computer. Yeah. So it's heavy, it's not as portable as the Air. But it has a liquid retina display, which is really amazing. Um, It's a micro LED as opposed to, this is the other thing, the MacBook Pro 14-inch. Oh, actually, okay. So this is a key difference that I did miss, so I apologize. The MacBook Pro, the computer I'm hating on, does have a micro LED display, and the MacBook Air does not. And I do enjoy the micro LED display. The micro, for those who are wondering what a micro LED display is, it's a little bit what it sounds like. So these are all LED displays. A micro LED just means they have smaller LEDs, which they fit a lot more in a screen. So you end up with more brightness, which allows you to have more contrast and you can have a richer colors. It's a lot, it's an easier to look at on the eyes. Uh, it's just a nicer display. Whereas, yeah, the M2 MacBook Air has a liquid retina display. Which is still nice, but not as nice. Um, and the M1, the one I have is just a retina display. Okay. So the other, but with this computer, not only is it just insanely fast and insanely powerful, the battery life is just incredible. Um, and that's something the M3 does not have a better battery life. 
it, it does not, but in some ways that is actually a positive, a notable and a positive way, which is they managed to have a much more powerful processor, which inherently uses more battery while keeping the same battery life. Yeah. So and it's 22 hours, which is wild. It's, it, it's enough battery life where I don't have to worry about it, which is really notable. Like I just, I'll yeah. start a meeting. I know I'm going to be on a zoom call for an hour or two hours. And I don't even think about what my battery was at. Um, I just make sure you honestly, like once or twice a week, I'll charge my computer and it's fine. And I use it all day, every day. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I have 18 hours and I've been extremely happy with that. I mean, I had a computer before that I had to charge about every hour. And so <laughs> it's a totally different world and I had an overheating fan. So even this is amazing and having an extra four hours would be very nice. And one of the more notable things with the, the, for me with the M3 or with Apple Silicon chips in general from Intel is when I'm not using the computer, my battery does not drain. Whereas what I found with Intel is even when I wasn't using the computer, my battery would, would be draining slowly over time. So I would go to bed and my computer would be like 30% and I'd wake up and my computer would be dead. So the result would be I would constantly have to charge my computer. Whereas if, Which is also bad for your ba yeah, battery also. Yeah, to, bad for your battery and just really frustrating to manage. Whereas if you go to bed and your computer's at 30 and you wake up and your computer's at 30 and you take a two hour Zoom call and your computer's at 25, you just don't have to think about it. Yeah. I know. I feel like both with memory and, or I mean, with uh, storage space and with battery life, like that's kind of the goal is mm -hmm. to get a device where you just don't have to think about it. Yes. So let's break this down a little bit for people and I'll give my opinion and then I'm curious to hear what you think. Oh, just one thing to mention too with these though, before we do that is both the, um, the base level MacBook Pro comes in silver and space gray, I believe, whereas the the Pro M3 Pro and M3 Max come in this new uh, space black. Which color. I'm not going to lie, I really like the space black. Normally, I sit here and say I don't care about colors, and that is true to the extent that I would not buy this computer for this color, but it is really nice. It's really nice, and it's matte, and it's fingerprint resistant. I know. Which we all took note of because... Because we record podcasts, and if you guys watch, I have fingerprints on my computer, and it drives me crazy. Yeah. So I know I want I want that. Yeah, I, I actually really like it. Um, so, okay, I'm going to attempt to, I know I'm throwing a lot of stats here, people. I'm going to attempt to break it down a little bit. Um, I mean, I, the other thing before I do that, though, that I just want to point out is how much time we spent talking about the M3 chip. And the reason for that is there really was no, nothing else new announced today. Like these computers, we sat there and we went like line by line on every spec and they're functionally the same computer with a new chip, which it's yeah. a nice chip. It's a nice improvement because it sounds like a really powerful chip, much more powerful than the M2, but it's basically the same computer. Yeah, it gives you new decisions to make on which, if you're in the market for a computer, which one to buy. But in terms of announcements, we were like, yeah, it all they were announcing was the chip. They tried to trick us by uh, then going over Mac OS Sonoma features, which were already announced too yeah. in, a, in a prior announcement. And we're like, hmm, trying to in, trying to make more sound new than really is there. And in general, they did that. They were like, with the iMac, they're like, 500 nits, it's the brightest screen. And I was like, that's cool, let me go look. And then the previous generation had the exact same screen. Yeah, battery life was a similar thing. They're like, 22 hours of battery. And yeah. we looked up and it was the same. 
Um, so I'm going to start with, I think, the most important distinction, which is, well, okay, let's let's take one step even farther back. Do you want a laptop or a desktop? If you yeah. want a desktop, please listen to the early version. This is like a flowchart for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a flowchart that I have in my brain. Do you, if you want a laptop, how much do you use your computer and what type of tasks do you use? And what's your budget, of course. If you use your computer a lot and if you use power intensive tasks such as video editing photo editing gaming things like that then i strongly recommend the macbook pro if you're somebody who just likes the fastest computer or has the budget to afford it macbook pro is an amazing computer and you'll be really happy with the exception of of the macbook pro with the weird m3 chip which i still strongly believe has no reason to exist I'm sorry. I'm just having a really hard time not um, listening to you and not just looking at the smart cookie outfit. <laughs> yes. I feel like it was a really good... Uh, you need to make a YouTube a, channel for David smart cookie. For my smart cookie? Yeah. I, well, I feel like I'm particularly on my pedestal today, so yeah. it really works. The costume works. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe I would have had a different opinion if I wasn't being such a smart cookie today. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, so that... Okay. So that's the laptop. If you're going for a laptop. Yes. That, that being said, if you are somebody who's budget conscious or you travel with your computer a lot, like you like taking to coffee shops or you travel with it, you want portability, uh, then you want to seriously consider the MacBook Air. And that's especially true uh, if you're somebody who does light computer work. And light computer work would be browsing the web, word processing, things like that that are not power intensive. Then you want to consider the MacBook Air. The problem is if you are considering the MacBook Air, they did not release a MacBook Air today. So the MacBook Airs that are available have the M2 chip. If you are wanting a MacBook Air right now, then go for it. It's still a great computer. But I do kind of recommend waiting until the spring if you can wait and get a Mac. I'm guessing you'll be able to get a MacBook Air with an M3 chip, which is probably going to be the right computer for most people. When you kind of factor in all the variables of pricing and that most that it is still a very powerful chip, unless you are on your computer all day, have a, have a good budget, it's just a great computer. It's what I tell all my friends to buy. Okay, how'd I do and what, what did I miss? So I think that was, that's a really good breakdown. Um, the only thing I wanted to add is just, if you're considering buying a computer also, I think we should address like, how old of a computer should you have before we actually would recommend buying any of these? Because yes. um, similar to with the iPhone, we don't, or at least I don't recommend that you would really need to upgrade to this computer if you have already a computer with like the M2 Pro probably. Well, and I would say even more so than an iPhone. Like I buy a new iPhone every year. Obviously this is my job, but like <laughs> most people probably should consider buying an iPhone every two to three years yeah. at least. Whereas a computer, in my opinion, should last you five years or more. I know. And that's why it's like, you know, it's fun for me to drool over the different computers, but with my MacBook Air with the M1 chip, it's working great for me. I don't need a new computer. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I would say if you have, if you have a a Mac with an Intel-based processor, I would recommend getting a new computer because yeah. it's just going to change your experience so much. Like having the battery life, having the cool computer that's not overheating all the time, and the speed, all of it's so nice. 
I think it's worth upgrading. Even yeah. if you had a computer, like the, sadly, if you were one of the people who bought an Intel-based processor like right before this came out, I would say probably <laughs> you should still buy a new computer. But otherwise, yeah, I agree with you. Like you don't need to buy a new MacBook or iMac every couple of years. And, yeah, and I completely agree with where you drew the line. That's exactly where I would draw the line. If you have an Intel-based Mac, now is the time to take the leap, unless you're holding out for spring for my my speculative M3 MacBook, MacBook Air. Air. Yeah. Uh, if you have an if you have an Apple Silicon computer, M1, M2, or M3, you probably don't need to, unless yeah. you really need a powerful computer, uh, which is I think 99% of the people do not. 90, let's put it this way. I think like 90% of people would not benefit enough upgrading from an M1 to these computers to make it worth it. Yeah. And I'm putting myself in that boat. Like I have an M1 have Pro. M1s. I have I want this computer because it looks sexy yeah. and it's always fun to buy new computers. I have no interest in spending the money on it. Yeah. Like we're doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that's a good a good distinction to draw. And I wonder, but this might be like sweetening it enough that people who've been holding out would want to buy now. Yes, definitely. If you have held out this far, it's time to make the switch. Obviously, assuming you can afford like these are the, the later versions of Apple Intel are still functional computers. And if you can't afford it, like don't feel bad. But if if you're basic if you are thinking about taking the leap. Adana and I both love the Apple Silicon computers, and I think this is enough of an upgrade where it's really becoming, it's been enough years, it's becoming time. And one thing I will say, though, um, that I, I, it's a little bit of a tougher one for me than it is for David, though, because yes. so with the M1 MacBook Air, it's 13 inch. And it has a terrible FaceTime camera. It's still 720p. Yeah. So it's like really low res, not the best. So um, with the M2 MacBook Air, they went to 15 inch and they added a 1080p camera with, uh, you also have a lot more ports with the Pro, like yeah. that's something that you get as well. So there's like, there might be some of you listening that have an M1 MacBook Air where some of these things are a big enough annoyance to you that you might decide you want to get one of these new MacBook Pros. And I would understand that. Um, but to me, it's still like I can hook up to my monitor and have the bigger display when I want to. But I will say, like, I'm happy that Apple's moving away from the 13 inch MacBook Pro, especially if you're getting a Pro where yeah. you want to have like a good, powerful laptop. Why would you get the small little display? You know, it's weird to have such a powerful laptop with a small display. And also, yeah. Apple has made the bezel so thin that the form factor of the 14 inch is actually not much bigger, if at all bigger, than yeah. the form factor of the 13 inch used to be. It's true. Um, so you get the you get a bigger display without feeling like you're having something that much bulkier. They also are officially retiring the touch bar. That was a, yes. that was a little bit of news that we didn't cover. I mean, a lot of the new computers don't have it. So we're kind of like, oh, is this newsworthy? But it's just no long like they're officially <laughs> admitting that that was a failure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think most of the new computers didn't have it. There was just one remaining computer that did. But uh -huh. in killing that one off, they've officially admitted defeat that people did not like it. Uh, and I put myself in that camp. It was a cool idea that just didn't work very well. Right. Yeah. I do love, I'm glad that all the new computers now have Touch ID. I love that. I love Touch ID. I agree. Um, so a couple other things. Um, number one, 
I would strongly recommend, if you've been sitting here and we've been throwing a lot of specs around and you're a little bit confused, I really strongly recommend going to Apple's website. On the nav bar, you go to Mac, and then it's kind of the bottom left corner. It says compare Macs. Yeah. It's really valuable. They give you a nice grid where you can actually see all of them side by side. And that's what we've been referencing as we've talked to you all. And it's hard to just hear these numbers and figure uh, figures thrown out there. So that helps. But the other thing I would say when you're comparing... The trap that I always fall into is when they give you the prices, especially on that compare chart, um, they give you the starting price, but some computers' base models come with good options and some come with <laughs> less good options. For example, if you get the 14-inch Pro with the M3 Pro, the base storage, I'm going to just look this up as we're talking, I'm guessing that the, it's going to start you off at how much RAM? Oh, it only starts you off at 8 RAM. Okay, so... Wait, this is the Pro with what? This is the... Um, oh, here we go. So there... Okay, good call. So if you get the M3 Pro chip, it right. starts at 18 gigabytes of RAM. They call it unified memory. If you get the M3 chip, it starts you off at 8 bytes of RAM. So yes, you're getting it for 1500, but you're getting a much worse computer for 1500, not just because it's a worse chip, but it's also worth worse RAM. And having like having a low amount of RAM on your computer is terrible. Yes. Like, I, we wouldn't recommend anybody go with the base level option. I, I think it's actually kind of embarrassing that Apple sells computers with 8 gigabytes of RAM in this day and age. They started 8 gigabytes of RAM. I mean, it was like the early 2000s, honestly. Uh, so I, I do recommend if you're going to splurge anywhere, splurging on RAM. Apple calls it unified memory. So sorry, they're two different terms. They basically mean the same thing. Uh, and I would recommend at least 16 gigabytes of RAM. Yeah, and I think that's super important because even if you get something that if you um, skimped on actual storage on your computer, we wouldn't recommend doing that either, but you can always get an external hard drive. Yes. Like there are ways to offload files from your computer. RAM will slow down your computer so much and there's nothing really to do about it. I mean, you could, some of the computers you can upgrade your RAM, but that's a huge pain. So you wanna just have enough RAM. I also think a lot of times when people are experiencing a slow computer, they're thinking about it as being not a powerful enough chip, but a lot of times it is your RAM that's your the RAM. problem. Yeah. Um, I don't think we got a conclusion from you though, Donna. Are you are you going to upgrade? Are you going to wait till spring? What are you personally going to do? Because you're right in that middle ground. So yeah. you're an interesting case study. I'm going to wait. I think that my computer still has um, at least a couple more years mm -hmm. before I'm going to really need anything new. The th I think that um, the webcam and the small display is my biggest complaint right now. I have not um, come across an issue of processing power with the type of work I'm doing on my computer. And I have, I have 16 gigabytes of Ram, which also for what I'm doing works. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, occasionally I'll have to make sure to close windows and things like that. So I, I'm still happy with my M1 MacBook Air <laughs> and I'm going to hold on to it. Uh, but I would, I do think it's worth talking about like if I was to buy a new one, what, like what computer would I sure. buy? And yeah. same for you. you yeah. know, like I think both of us don't need a new computer right now, so it's not as relevant. 
Uh, but I think I would wait for the spring because I was really excited about the M2 MacBook Air. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, it has the nice webcam. It's 15 inches. It's a better processor. Like this is everything I could want. But if there is going to be a new one in the spring, why not wait and get the M3 chip, especially seeing, all, you know, all the analysis of the M3 chip so far is saying that this is really a big step forward, whereas the M2 chip was like hardly could be considered a second generation of M chip. So I like, because I'm only going to buy a computer every five years or so, I want to make sure I'm getting a really good processor that's going to last me another five years. And we've covered this a little bit, but why the Air instead of the Pro for you? Oh, um, I, you know, with a hybrid workplace, I bring my computer around with me everywhere. And mm -hmm. so the portability is really nice. The MacBook Pro line is a bit hefty for me. I am sad to miss out on the different ports. Sometimes just having the USB-C ports feels limiting. Mm -hmm. um, but I just don't need a, a computer that powerful. So I'm not going to get a desktop and the Pro is quite a bit more expensive. So I just don't, don't think I need to splurge. Yeah, I think that makes sense. What about you? Uh, I think I alluded to it, but I have the M1 Pro, the the MacBook Pro with the M1 Pro chip, and I don't plan on upgrading. It's a still very powerful computer for me. Um, I'm kind of right in that edge of I could make do with the MacBook Air, but the MacBook Pro is just a little bit more powerful for me. The thing that I do actually that takes a lot of processing power is I'm often the one driving meetings, which so that means I'm on a Zoom call and then I'll try to share my screen and I'll yeah. do things while sharing my screen. And that takes a shocking amount of processing power. And so I do that and then I also, it's a funny thing, but I do a lot of like data analysis. So it's a lot of spreadsheets with like the a million cookie. plus rows. Yeah, the smart cookie. <laughs> his Excel spreadsheets are breaking his computer. I mean, they are. They're it's actually true. pushing the it's limits true. of my computer here. Um, so I'm personally like the pro. I do also with the remote work, carry it all around with me, but I like the bigger display. Yeah. So the 16 inch is worth it for me. And I don't mind a slightly heavier computer for the better battery, the better screen and all the extra things that come in, of course, the better chip. That actually is an interesting caveat that even, so we're talking about the, the better GPU as being really important for videographers and video editors and stuff like that. But now so many of us are doing Zoom calls all the time and screen sharing. And like, yeah. for instance, with the courses we're teaching at iPhone Life, um, I'm not, Colin's usually the one like driving that, but that takes a huge amount of computer processing. And mm -hmm. um, so, my computer isn't that equipped for that. We, we end up using other people. So that could be another reason you would want a more powerful computer. It's a good use case because so many times we're like, are universal. you working on Hollywood movies? But there's actually a lot of things that take up GPU and processing power that are more like applicable daily life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a good point. But I, I mean, I still am going to hang on to my computer for a bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we'd love to hear from you all, of course. So send us an email and let us know what you're thinking. Uh, Podcast at iPhoneLife.com. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Are you going to get one of the new M3 computers? If so, are you going for the MacBook Pro? Are you going for the iMac? Or, and are you getting a Pro, Pro Max or Pro... Pro. <laughs> Sorry. M3 Pro or M3 Max. There we go. <laughs> um, also, 
Our iPad course is starting tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, so that is gonna be at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. For insiders that are listening, tune in then. For people who are not yet, go check us out and uh, subscribe at iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. Yes. Thanks to all of you, and we'll see you for our next episode. Thanks, everyone. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.